Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, stepping up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, down, five, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day, come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Tuesday to you, November 14th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here. How are you fellas doing? Champions Classic Tuesday. Woo! I'm pumped. Oh, no, nothing out of Roush. Not excited uh, about it. <laughs> Buddy, if you can't get excited for no, UK no, no, playing no, no, Kansas no, no, no. basketball... <laughs> I, I don't know what else to tell you. I had he to, comes in all the time just in a downer mood. It's a late game. We all get see, it. I know, I know. I, I had that I forgot that it was the late game until last it. night. I and hate it came it. like the promo was playing during Monday Night Football. I was like, oh gosh, that's a that's a twelve thirty ending. The wife just it? kept saying, like, this time tomorrow they won't have tipped off. This, oh, this time tomorrow they won't have tipped off. It was like nine forty and I was like, I know you're right. We probably get that bad boy to ten, most likely. Oh, they it say nine thirty, Roush, but it's it's not it's be never nine thirty. Because I I had that moment last night where it was like, all right, let's turn off the TV, go upstairs, and it was before ten p.m. and that's that's when the game's going to tip off. So, uh, but no, I I am excited to watch the the basketballs. That's going to be fun. If we just dwell on the fact that it's late and we're going to be totally miserable tomorrow, then it, it's going to impact our day the entire day. I can't wait. Like, we've been waiting for this team to play a meaningful basketball game since really they came together. Really, probably since the Kansas State loss last year. That's just like, all right, well, when's the next big one that everybody's going to lock in on? It's this one. It's here. It's finally here. Kentucky, Kansas, Champions Classic tonight. Yes, it's going to be very late. I have not gotten over that either, but I am excited about this game. I think these are two teams that can win it all. Doesn't mean they're going to look like that right now in middle of November, but. This is a huge opportunity for UK, and this could be our first little taste of, like, it's it's back to the, the good old days, if you will. Old uh, Kentucky, mm-hmm. to use John Calipari's words. And I don't think a lot of people are necessarily anticipating a UK win, but... That is what's kind of nice, too, TJ. We really get these big, uh, this, is, this rallies the whole crowd, but also expectations are very low because you have zero big men. No big man, not a big man in sight. Yeah, playing against a pretty good big man and Hunter Dickinson when you recruit it. Mm-hmm. Old chicken tender gate at Jeff Ruby's we all remember very well. Uh, all right, well, we're going to talk a lot about the game today. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoots, how are you? Uh, are you going to be staying up tonight? I would like to, yeah. I, 
I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. I, I If I'm going to stay up tonight, I've got to find a spot today where I could get a nap. Because there's no way possible that I could stay up till midnight without a nap today. So if, if I find time to squeeze in a nap, then yes, I will be up. But for me, it's not just Kentucky and Kansas. I'm hyped about Michigan State Duke, too. Like, this is the first day of the college basketball season where it's like, hey, we have a lot of really good teams, and this is the start of it. You, you get the, the Champions Classic. You start getting all these like one- or two-day tournaments where you get some really good matchups. So for me, this is like really the start of college basketball tonight. Yeah, well, this actually has been Champions Classic Night. Previously has been the first game of the season. Didn't always start that way, and then they eventually transitioned it in. And then Cal talked about that yesterday, Roush. Yeah. Which is not not a huge shocker to hear him say, I actually wanted them to move it. I didn't like it the first game. Of course, Cal's got his fingerprints, something on scheduling. You you spoke with the big dog yesterday. Yeah, I did. Um, I was trying to pull up the question. I thought it was a decent question. But, was, uh, did you ask it? Yeah. Oh, no, nice. not, not, not that one. Oh, okay. I asked a different one. Um, because, uh, I mean, in short, yeah, I can just summarize it instead of pulling up a clip and trying to listen to it. Uh, but essentially, talking about the mismatch that you're going to have defensively, I was like, well, what can you do offensively to to maybe use that mismatch to your advantage? It's like, well, we can do some five out and you, you know, pull them away. You know, they're going to do this and that. But we are who we are. We aren't changing. We aren't doing – so, like, I don't I – don't, what what exactly would that be, John? What are and, what, and, and what that are was we? his thing? Is he's, we we got to find out who we are, um, and I I think that means playing five out and having some of it go through Trey. But we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Dickinson's gonna be a really tough matchup for Kentucky, but they're gonna have to guard UK as well. Roush, did you get anything in? Uh, get into anything on your Monday evening? No, I am dead and survivor. Thanks a lot, Buffalo Bills. Oh. Really, do I think DeMar Hamlin? Thanks a lot, DeMar Hamlin. Where's I think he, he was the twelfth guy on the field. Oh, that's what people on Twitter were saying. At least uh, maybe it's maybe it's not true. Uh, and it also could be not his fault that he was the twelfth guy. Right. Could have been somebody on the line. But uh, yeah, anyways, uh, I'm out of Survivor. That was really disappointing. I uh, just saw like the the stuff this morning where they had all of the picks. Because it, it wasn't just the twelve men on the field on a missed field goal. They also had a PI that put him right down there at the twenty. Um, so the Bills, they're just a, Man, a I mistake believe that score. Team. Very I, I, mistake I Definitely, as the game, as the night went on, I was like, okay. Because I, I had said to my friend group, I was like, who in their right mind thinks the Broncos are going to come within six and a half points of the Bills tonight on Monday Night Football? I was like, this line stinks to high heaven. As the game got closer, I was like, man, I think the Broncos may actually cover. I don't know why. I don't think they're going to cover, but like, it doesn't make any sense. I never would have thought they would have won outright. That was a big game for Buffalo. Like, they needed that. They're falling behind in a really, really competitive AFC. Between the Bills and Bengals, I mean, very, very high. One of them is probably not going to make the playoffs. Which is crazy. Who would have – I mean, those were your two almost favorites along with the Chiefs to come out of the AFC. One of those two, if not maybe Bofa, not going to make it. I was shocked to to wake up in the middle of the night and see that final score because I won't even pretend that I was up for the very end of it. Uh I was in two close fantasy games. I know you all really care about those. Got the win in one of them. Got the loss in the other one. And then starting Russell Wilson, I think, was a pretty good call. I don't know if Brock, Brock Purdy also had a really good game, so I couldn't really have gone wrong either Either way. But Russell Wilson, and even missed, could have even had more points, was uh, was just off on a few of his throws. But So thank you all for your fantasy football help last week. 
It was very, very uh, beneficial. We get a cut of your winnings at the end of the year now. Okay, that's the deal. You're <laughs> you're in on it. Uh, did you did you enjoy the outside weather, Roush? Of course, it's dark at five fifteen, so kind of hard to. But yeah, no. And I was at Cal yesterday because they they uh, rearranged the press conferences. They were you know only an hour or two apart, um, so went over there with Peak. The double press conference got back late, so really, I mean, it was already starting to get dark. Uh, kids, though, right now, they are in Frank's favorite game. We have these pretty large dump trucks that you would take to the beach, you know. Like, a lot of uh, people say that about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure they do. Uh, probably, you know, foot. I mean, they're, they're, they're good size. We're like Frank's big. Uh, he just loves pushing those things around and then putting them, filling up with leaves and then just pushing around some more. So he goes up and down the sidewalk. That's a good idea with the leaves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Duke chases him around. And, uh, Duke's also big into, uh, he wants to race right now. Fortunately, uh, Mario Kart's trial, time trials where he has to race against himself. He's now like having fun racing against himself. Cause after a while, he's just like, mm-hmm. Oh, you went again. Oh no. Yeah, just the bit worse then. Um, but no, they they do enjoy that. Uh, that part is fun. But um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, the little guy's feeling good. He's just in a mood, like sometimes he's just in a mood where it's just I'm going to be pissed off no matter what you you say, no matter what you do. If you hold me, if you don't, so you kind of just got to let him be mad. He'll figure it out for a little bit, and then he's mad again. So, eh, you know, we're, we're we're rolling with the punches. I've noticed. Since the time change, bedtimes have been more of a struggle. And the only thing I can think of is that, like, her eternal clock is thinking that it's later than it is. So, Still like, hasn't her, gotten completely reset. I don't know. I, I you, you wouldn't think that's a case. The case after the week, but like, she has turned into. She's very sweet, and we love her very much. But like, almost a little terror, and it's all. It's like you can just tell, like the. The switch has been flipped from, like, I am pleasant and in good spirits to I'm way too tired and everything is just, like, going to be a struggle now. Like, changing PJs, that used to be a fun activity. Now I'm fighting you every step of the way. Oh, yeah. Bedtime stories, favorite part of the night. Now it's like, if read this book. Know that book. Know this book. I picked this one already. I'm reading this one. No, stop midway through. Switch to this one. It's just very uncharacteristic things. I think we may need to do bedtime a little earlier. The switching books thing, or no. really, really just switching. Doesn't any, have to be books. The indecisiveness. Be, it could be cups. Yeah. It could be food. It could be give me that. No, I want that one. No, I want this one. You literally just said you don't want this. Just one. It, you know. And then you're wrong. How do you argue with that? You can't. I mean, daylight savings time affects us as adults. Imagine what it's doing to a kid. You know. Reminds me of when we had like Trevor as a producer. It's like reason, logic, and then just Trevor on the other end. <laughs> we have a housekeeper at the hotel who's now coming in. They normally don't start until nine, but she's came in at seven the last few days because she said that day when it when we changed time, she got home and it was dark, and her son, who's three, looked at her and was like. Mommy, why are you home so late? Like, you normally are home when it's daylight. So now she's started coming in earlier so she can get home in daylight. Yeah, the daycare people said that, like, there's more crying kids when their parents pick them up because they think their parents are, like, late, later than normal (laughs) and stuff like that. So, yeah, there must be something to that. But, yeah, it hasn't been as fun lately, Roush. No, no. But, um, you know, we'll get all the Christmas fun stuff, though, coming soon. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Well, more holiday parties. They get to spend time with cousins and keep them busy. Um, 
and all that sort of things. Uh, right now, Duke has his book fair this week. Ooh, yeah. book fair always fun as a kid. Oh man, did you, Scoots? Did you have book fairs? Oh yeah, yeah. I would always get. I want to say my mom and dad would always give us like $10. And so we would go to the book fair and take a look around. And at the end of the book fair, you realized, oh, cool. I can get three bookmarks with my $10 and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I would just remember the dilemma of like, well, I have money for a book. I want a book. But then at the end, they'd always have like the sticker books or like the fun little like pop things. or yeah, it, They'd be like, ooh, maybe I don't get a book at all. And end up coming home empty-handed on the book here. <laughs> I got uh, quite a few posters at Book Fair. Oh, yeah. That was another posters big thing that they have there. Yeah. I had one of Kobe where it looked like he was dunking the earth. Oh, that, was, that was one of my my favorites. Yeah, I uh, knew I was missing something. Posters definitely is. I think I had a Ken Griffey, too, um, that I got from the Book Fair. It was usually you would try to get... Uh, I, I felt like I could get a book and a poster if I if I really budgeted correctly. Um, that was always the goal, because then they would ask you what you got, and you would say a book, and they'd be like, "Well, what's that over there?" Oh, uh, yeah, got a poster too. It was it's kind of a wild concept. It's like your parents aren't going to be here with you. Trust them. Trust it, trust your kids. It is to- a good practice in like that. That that's a good way to give them some independence. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know, it's it's a little bit different with the little ones. He got to go and make a wish list of what he wanted. And then it's us nice. telling him, okay, Here's, you're, yeah. you're not sorry. The Goosebumps book, it's it's got a cool cover, but it, you're too young for that. Is so that Paw Patrol? That'll I, work. I did love Goosebumps from book fairs, and I was a big Captain Underpants guy. Is oh, that the first time in our lives that we were like given that freedom to go shopping and make our own decisions? I mean, besides maybe just like cafeteria, probably so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, I mean, even we we had a gas station kind of at the edge of our neighborhood. But you, I mean, you had to be like in middle school to do that. So, um, yeah, I would think so. That's a, it's, it's great lessons learned in life. How to use money and spend it all on bookmarks. And I and still posters. haven't figured it out. Which brings us to our gambling segment. How to spend your money. <laughs> a lot of oh. fun player props. A lot of fun props on the game tonight. Oh, man. I, I see money a, to be made. I had a, a couple season win totals hit over the weekend. Nice. Open up When you open up the... Uh, account on a Sunday morning and you see a lot more money than you expect. That's always fun. I, I so they paid them they're paying them out. I remember back in the day like Bovada, they would wait till Uncle Bo would just so wait till annoying. like even after conference championship week. It was like this is the dumbest thing in the world. Not a good business strategy. I have a U of L under ten and a half wins bet. Um that for I basketball? Hope, <laughs> <laughs> for football that I made like two two weeks ago. I thought it may hit on Thursday. All they have to do is lose one more game, you know. They won't, yeah. they won't win 11 games if they lose one more game. I uh, thought I was going to be good on Thursday, but I was wondering if they would pay that out just like after the game on Thursday if they would or if they'd wait. Does that count conference championship game? Mm-mm, just regular season. Oh. Oh, just yeah. regular season. So you're just betting them to lose one of their last three. Yeah, and they almost did the Thursday one, and we'll see if they lose one of their next two, At who Jeff Brown, by the way, said two most talented teams on their schedule did the you, next two games. Did you see the early Governor's Cup on? I uh, did not. What is it? What is it? Uh, Scoots, you want to take a guess? This was a, a FanDuel early on. Oh, man. This is really tough for me. I would say Louisville minus three. I was thinking U of L three, three and a half. Uh, cards minus four and a half. Four okay. and a half. Wow. More. I mean, I just pound Kentucky. Yeah, I, I would think that if that could get up to like six, six and a half ish. Great. If if it uh if they win this weekend and Kentucky loses, that's but a good point. Four and a half that's a great point. 
So so that's where you have to Maybe judge with wait. early lines. Yeah. How much can it swing? But also, I don't think they're going to beat Miami. So four and a half, it, it might go down to three. Sure, too. So you, that that's that's what you had the decision you have to make. Mark um, Stoops did speak with media yesterday, so we'll we'll probably get into some football talk today. It was, although, it was, it was entertaining. I'll I'll tell you that. It was. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, Stoops doesn't know how to use his phone. He said that about four times. He doesn't know how to use a phone. He uh, he was asked about how this is. It, it was it was just it was very bizarre because there was fewer people there than normal for whatever reason. I'm not, not really sure why, but. So it, you had a lot of John Wong questions. You had a lot of me. It was just a lot of questions coming from the same people instead of like spread around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a couple of questions asked about the rivalry aspect, and he said, "You know, um, I don't, I don't. I got this thing about four or five months ago, and I just don't. I don't know how to use it. So uh, if anybody's got any advice, Twitter X." Uh, so I don't see any of it. I don't see any of it. I can't figure out how to work this thing. I, I got this. I got this uh, Apple Watch uh, to get my ticker checked out. But uh, other than that, you know, I just I don't know how to use anything. Which first and foremost, very funny that uh, there was people last week who saw him leaving a doctor's office and or a hospital or something. So there was a rumor going around that Stoops had a medical issue. Uh oh. And so confirmed, Stoops went to the doctor. Man over fifty with fa- family history of heart issues. Went to the doctor, um, so that he confirmed that. Um, he also, uh, maybe two questions later, was asked, you know, is there, is there a little edge to this uh, game because of your relationship with Shane Beamer? And he said, I have no idea where you would get that from. I don't know where that would come from. I, I absolutely, I don't have any issue with him at all. Uh, ask him because I, I don't have any problem with him. It's Really, Mark, you don't you don't know where we would get that? Don't know where we get that from? No idea. So the the blood is still bad between these two. No, he has no idea where you would get that from. Not a clue. Uh, <clears throat> we need to maybe keep poking that bear this week. I I feel like Stoops, similar to, it's made a bigger deal about Calipari from time to time. But I think if Stoops is kind of ticked off, has a chip on his shoulder has a villain to get after. Sometimes I think he's better that way. Like yeah, we got to yeah. fabricate some Beamer stoop stuff this week. Really really get him well, ready to go. Be- Beamer just give him a microphone. He'll say something. That's true. You know. That's his true. press conference is today at 1:30. I'm sure we'll get something. That's a great point. He can't help himself. We don't even need to fabricate anything. It'll just He'll wear sunglasses to the press conference and you know, that's all she wrote. They'll do something about like that big concert on Thursday. Oh, we wish we had the concert for a bigger game or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh speaking of which though, I, I do feel gut instinct on Tuesday feel absolutely horrible about the South Carolina game. Oh, same. They're, they're like same. a they're a Jekyll and Hyde team that plays much better at home, although they're still just not a good football team at all. And it's a game Kentucky should win regardless. But they do play with a lot more confidence at home, and I just don't know where UK's confidence is in this. Let me ask you this, Roush, on our Tuesday morning okay. while we are talking football. How would you feel going into the Governor's Cup with UK losing to South Carolina, comfortably but not necessarily embarrassingly? It's not like a 40-point loss, but, you know, Fourth final possession doesn't come down to the final possession. Louisville loses to Miami. Both teams coming off losses. Louisville at that point, that they need a little help to get in the ACC championship game. If they lose, they control their own destiny with a win. If they lose, I think they need UNC to lose again. They might get all the way out of a New Year's Six. 
Yeah. And yes, they would need to use NC to lose to NC State. Because I don't think that I think that's probably the likely scenario that we find ourselves in. This time next week, we'll have Turkey on the brain, little Howard. You ain't going nowhere. Don't worry about it, buddy. But how would you feel about that setup for the Governor's Cup? Both teams coming off losses. At that point, UK's lost what? Six out of their last seven? Yeah. Or five out of their last six, I should say, yeah. or whatever it'd Something be. Something like that. Yeah. Um, too many losses and not they'd be reeling. U of L would be okay, but all eyes would be on that Governor's Cup. Would you like that setup? Do you want or do you want U of L coming off a win? I would you be okay with so, that? Nobody wants UK coming off a loss. Obviously. Right, right. Um there is a thought that Kentucky's either gonna win Bofa or lose Bofa. And I can be talked into that when you consider that Kentucky hasn't played in close games this year. And the only time they did, I mean, they had two one-score games in the fourth quarter, and both of those unraveled at home. Neither of these games are at home. Um, however, I I don't I don't think my opinion on how on the Louisville game is going to change drastically uh, next week. No, no matter what happens on Saturday, because I think I think Kentucky's a pretty good matchup for Louisville, uh, where. They don't want Jack Plummer to throw the football at all. Mm-hmm. Ever since that pit game, there Jeff's just like it's. You saw it up at first, uphand and close and personal against Virginia. It nearly cost him that game. Yeah, and yeah. it was because they they couldn't run the football. So eventually, they said, "All right, we've got to throw it around some." And then bad pick six. It's a ball game just like that. Mm-hmm. Plummer will throw it to you eventually if you ask him to throw it enough. And so I think Kentucky matches up well in that regard because even though they haven't been the greatest run defense and an absolute dominant force, it, they're probably the first or second best run defense that Louisville's going to play all year. So I, I, I think they'll do all right in that department. They'll force Palmer to throw, and it'll be a, a close game. It's just what offense for UK shows up. So I, I'm not going to be too dependent on – and the other side of it, too, is that the way that Stoops gets his teams up for those Florida games, he does the same with the Louisville games. He's done it for all of these games against ACC opponents where he just convinces Kentucky that the ACC is basically Conference USA. We're going to go in and we're going to bully them. We're going to give them noogies. We're going to swirly them. We're going to shove them in the dirt, spit on them, and treat them like trash and just completely dominate them to Bolivia. And I so, – so I – I feel pretty good about that game, but I would feel a lot better if Kentucky did have some momentum and and just saw the you know that they they made one free throw at Mississippi State, but that team stinks. So have another shot, go in, feel a little bit better about yourself, and then get one that I, to to go back to what Stoops said yesterday. He's he's gritting his teeth, lying through his teeth, talking with us. I don't have any animosity towards them or that program or nothing. I mean, that this game will mean a lot. There will be a lot of juice in that locker room. There will be a lot of emotion. So if you can reward that with a win, then there's going to be a lot of confidence within this program going into the, the rivalry game. And that's the thing. You know, we, we, we get down about the losses and the fashion of which they happen, and rightfully so. But one of these two programs on Saturday with UK and South Carolina is going to get probably like an undeserved shot in the arm. South Carolina's had a bad season. Kentucky's had an underwhelming season, which can still finish okay. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be an underwhelming season when it's all said and done for Kentucky. South Carolina 
maybe same with them. They've got Clemson as well. They're in a very similar boat almost to to a T. But one of them's going to get a shot in the arm going into rivalry week feeling, hey, have we, have we maybe turned a little bit of a corner? All right, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we are what we are. But we just beat an in-conference decent team. Now we're playing our rival. Let's roll. Uh, and it's part of the reason why I don't want U of L to go to the ACC championship game, Roush, but also don't necessarily want them to have a regroup coming off a loss. Um, so I almost would prefer them just to not look great, kind of ho hum. Miami shoots themselves in the foot more than U of L goes out there and wins it, and then because they, I don't know, I don't think U of L is playing particularly great football right now. It could just be part of their schedule. It's just how do you get up for a Virginia game, even if you do try to sell it as a stupid little glow game gimmick. But maybe the Miami game is what they need to kind of get them back playing. But they're not playing particularly well right now. Um, their quarter, and I, they, they I would, put in a backup who like shattered his arm on the final drive, so they had to put back in Tyler Van Dyke. They did begrudgingly put him back in. They did name now him the starter, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I did enjoy Rutherford them talking about who's going to be the starter as Crystal Ball's announcing that Van Dyke's going to be the starter, which that, that was amusing. Also, ACC, what a bunch of losers. Give us the freaking game time. Uh, that, that just, yeah, that was disappointing. It's irritating. It's very irritating. Uh, bad luck. Like, seriously, that's the game that you couldn't give a time for? They flexed three of them. It really, oh, three, I just saw the two, but... Well, okay. one of them's three thirty or seven thirty ACC Network. Essentially, they're going if they want to have um, if North Carolina is playing to get into the ACC championship game, they're going to put that on noon on ABC. I, I think that's where we're at. But uh, I, I, I digress. I, I I think a lot of we we know Louisville's made a lot of hay on their schedule. Jeff said that yesterday. Said these are probably the two most talented teams we've played thus far. And he's not wrong. Notre Dame's the only one that comes close to the 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 rest. And I, I Louisville's inability to to score when they can't run the football. They've they've got to be able to generate some explosives down in Miami. I what, what's the line on that game? Is that six points or so? Uh, I thought U of L was like a two point favorite. Ooh. They got to take the the Canes there. They got to take the Canes there. Um. Uh, but maybe that's just me being a, a, a hater, drinking that haterade. I think I would take Miami, too. I mean, UofL, what have they shown away from home that's been impressive? Losing to a two-win Pittsburgh well, team was not good on the, the road. The biggest thing with the Louisville is that they're 4-0 on one-score games. And the the law of averages catches up to you eventually. Miami, they've, they've kind of been on the opposite end. They've lost a lot of one-score games. Uh, so you... You would think the law of averages would eventually figure its way I out. I wouldn't mind if that waited for the Governor's Cup either, though. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Kentucky, they're 2-2 they're two and two in their 50-50 games, and they've got two 50-50 games to finish season. So, Yeah, the, the old gut instinct, which, by the way, going you know this time going into the Mississippi State game wasn't great. I eventually came around, felt good about that game as we went into it. Uh, doesn't, doesn't feel as great for the South Carolina game. And Roush is right. We don't know the time for the Governor's Cup yet. Although the the way that's set up, it does seem like it's probably going to be noon or three thirty, which I don't I don't care. That's fine with me. Louisville's a one point favorite, by the way. I think it opened at one and a half at least. So I guess money is coming on Miami, maybe that uh, as Roush would suggest. It's Champions Classic Tuesday. We've got a couple texts. The the Thornton's grab and go texters that texted in the first segment. We try to read quick use game lines. Nice. Let's see. Hold on. So, 
for U of L to get in the ACC championship game, UNC has so, to win at Clemson. Yeah, is it the Kelly Dickey tweet? You can't. It's it's so long. The tiebreaker scenario. Oh gosh, it's it's the longest tweet in the history of tweets because the tiebreakers and they it's it's a lot. But long story short, win and you're in, or UNC loses one of their last two games, which they probably will. Uh, they play Clemson and NC State on the road. Man, but both those teams are not good. But the thing about North Carolina, they're not very good. They're either. not good either. Yeah, no. it's it's just a whole hodgepodge of. And eh. I know it's sour grapes, but like the fact that U of L is ranked in the top ten is just a joke to the top ten. It is. And I remember U of L fans making such a huge deal about like some of Kentucky's resume wins over the years past, where they would say that well they don't currently have any wins over a team in the top twenty or something like that, you know, because Florida would end up like flailing or something along those lines as the season would go on. Who are U of L's nice wins against as they currently stand ranked? Notre Dame. And is, is Notre Dame in the top twenty anymore? But they have that. And is there any other teams that have losses to two and eight teams and that are happen to be one and five in conference? They have the worst loss in power five, probably. Pitt is just spiraling out of control. But that's what you get in the ACC. That's that conference. Notre Dame is at 20th in the A people. So U of L and is Duke even ranked? I mean, they, they shouldn't be. No. no okay. Not ranked anymore. So one loss to a team that has two wins on the season and one win over a team that's currently ranked. Yep. That's not a top 10 resume. It's a, but it's a ACC and just beat the teams you play. And, that, and that's, a sad, like, that's the thing that bothers me about the U of L media folks is that they cannot comprehend that like people are just going to rank ACC teams. They have to, they're not going to have a top 25 with only one ACC team. They're going to rank other teams, even if they're not deserving, because they're going to see 10 wins next to their name, nine wins next to their name. Although I think right now there is only one ACC team ranked in the AP or two U of L obviously. I digress. <laughs> a texter on the Thornton's text line, the grab and go first segment texters. Let me switch on over here. Do, 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 Says, I am slightly concerned about DJ Wagner's efficiency. Seems like he keeps going 5 of 13 and struggles with his jump shot. He's quick, but he's pretty small and also prone to getting blocked in the paint. Uh, I am also concerned about his efficiency. The good thing is he'll he impacts the game in other ways where if he isn't scoring, that's okay. But no, I just don't think he's a great shooter. I think he's an okay shooter. I think he's kind of a rhythm feel sort of shooter. And he's going to have plenty of misses this season. The good news is if he isn't being efficient and he's not making a huge difference, whether it be defensively or passing or just leadership, whatever it may be, plenty of other options on the bench. And seriously, they need to take advantage of that. Cal basically has said as much. Cal is falling in love with Reed Shepard seemingly as much as anybody else in the fan bases. He realizes how much that dude plays winning basketball. So, yeah, that's the I, – I'm – Texter, I totally agree with you. I like – Wagner is going to have some really bad offensive games. 
I think he'll have some good ones too, but he's yeah. always going to be somebody that's the percentages are never going to be pretty. I've always thought he was like, like a Caleb Love. John Wall in that regard. I mean, I'm just scrolling through some of the 4 of 13, 4 of 10, 6 of 10, 4 of 11, 3 of 11, 7 of are 11. Those John Walls? Or is that 9 of 15? DJ Wagner in Canada. 6 of 11. That, that, that's. No, he's John going to be in the 30%. He's going to be a 30% field goal shooter and probably a 30% three point shooter, ideally. Hopefully it's not below that. Yeah, probably be around that. He'll be in the 30s. He'll be like he's like a Caleb. My bigger thing is more so of uh, just taking a bunch of quick shots because then it feels like you burn a possession. You know, nobody get the rebound. Nobody there to rebound. Yeah, you know, that's that's more PTSD of of that. uh, That's more my concerns with it because I I think that's just kind of the territory you come with with DJ and. A lot of those shots, you knock down some of those, it gets a little bit easier to drive by guys and get to the rim. So, All right, we got to take a break. I did not realize we're 36 minutes into segment one. Yeah, We'll get back to the first segment. Maybe, maybe we here. can share our favorite props for tonight's game. Yeah, one texter wants us to put together a little parlay. Well, you, you can't do that right now because the books suck. Okay. But you can, you can indiv- and also individually betting your props are the way to go. I think we should all have just one surefire lock bet could be a money line bet. Could be something with just stupidly bad odds. But one thing about that game, and we're going to win some people some money. Let's do it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin, Kalen, Scooter Dink, producer with the most. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I feel like people treat Kentucky basketball as like the firstborn that just is never going to be good enough. Secondborn overachiever. And then Kentucky football is like the baby. And oh. it's just like, oh my gosh, you tied your shoes. With Walker and Roush. And Kentucky basketball this past season just got caught with like a little baggie of weed in their car. And now people are just like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there. You're going to jail, buddy. You have lost it. And then Kentucky football has a few good commitments. And it's just like, all right, Ohio State, Alabama. Here we are. Never doubt that you're the one and you can have your dream. You're the best around. Scoot's really playing into the football basketball narrative, which I accidentally also played into today with my show tweet, Jeff. I used the Calipari, this is a basketball school, and I swear to everything I meant to click the one right underneath it because that one did come up and I was like, Oh, well, it is a basketball-specific day. Champions Classic, Jaden Quayton's going to commit to Kentucky, which is awesome, and we'll talk more about it as the show goes on. But uh, I was like, it is a basketball-specific. I was like, no, but don't, you know, people get worked up about stuff like that. Don't try to don't try to be divisive with that sort of stuff. And then I'm looking at Roush retweeting mine. I'm like, oh, cool, Roush retweet. Uh-oh, used the wrong GIF. <laughs> I was like, darn it. Oh, and now nobody believes me. <laughs> nobody believes that it wasn't intentional, but that's okay. Oh. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Got at least three. Oh, you you sure you're at the right place today? I walked into the press conference yesterday. That's funny. Need to look at to ask what if Cal, Cal about uh, Lance Lapold. What's Kansas football doing this weekend? Oh, man. I will say... As much as Roush took some crap for it last year, you were very right about all, all, all things Severe Wheeler. Oh, yeah. 
maybe you were a little mean, you big meanie. Yeah, well, but maybe you all should have opened your, your eyeballs. Your, your sentiment was right. And I was texting with like a little UK friend group last night and just talking about how inexperienced we are and blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't know what to expect. Excited about the game tonight. But, like, right, right. you know, I, I don't know if maybe they're just rationalizing a loss or something like that. Um, but it was noted. It was just like, but don't we all just feel so much better going into this game knowing that Severe Wheeler's not UK's point guard? <laughs> not to, like, pile on the dude, but, like, to have a point guard that you know can do so much more than what things he could do. Most I've trusted ball handlers at the University of Kentucky in a while. Long time, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that's the part of this that the, the, the texter mentioned about DJ Wagner's inefficiency. Just having other options because that was your biggest problem. Is that the last couple of years, if you if one guy wasn't playing, I mean Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard are better second options at point guard than anybody going. Uh, the The next best second option was uh, quickly probably in twenty, mm-hmm. where you know he came in for Hagen. Hell, I even liked it sometimes a little bit more. Where you had, but you it's had quickly mul- Hagen, Max, in Max, yeah, yeah. You, but you had multiple guys there that you. Okay, I'm confident this guy. Davion Mintz a point guard. Not 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 really gonna work very well. Actually, Kelly Grady was, in a pinch. Actually maybe. Was horrible somehow. I actually thought Davion Mintz would be able to run a tiny little bit of point. Could not. No, not uh, at all. Very, very much could not. Kellen Grady was all right at it. In a pinch. When, but, when Reeves did it, it looked okay. But then again, we also have seen Reeves go one of thirty from three before. Yeah, you did. It's so, not something you want to rely on. Like that Arkansas game was great, Antonio Reeves. All Kansas the State game. Shots fell. Not so much. But no, I'm I'm totally with you. And Kentucky has a variety of ball handlers. If you're looking, I think a texter maybe a texted this in, not to jump ahead on the text line, but one texter I think said that Kentucky's the most efficient team in the country or something like that. Scoots, which one am I talking about? Did you see that one? No idea. Scoots doesn't read him. He just copies him. I, I literally. No, it's out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, I'll find it. But, I mean, it is nuts with this with these ball handlers, with this group. With how young they are and inexperienced, how little they're turning the ball over. But obviously, going against Kansas tonight is going to be a little bit of a different story than Commerce. And I already forgot who they played in their first game that they won easily. So it's gonna it's gonna be a different uh, different story tonight. Excited about it. Nine thirty. Get that cup of coffee. Man, I really can't think of who was the first team they played. Now it was a blowout, is what it was. I'll tell you that much. Oh, well, they got Stonehill Friday. I'm sure everybody's excited for that. All right, I remembered it just because I remembered one of the coaches. Who is New it? Mexico State. Ah, there yeah. we go. Okay. Only reason. <laughs> Only reason. Um, uh, first segment texter, 502-414-1450. We got Roller Coaster Tycoon on the PC at the book fair, and I played it for years, even dusted it off during COVID. Man, what a great get. Roller Coaster Tycoon on PC. If you were getting, All-time if game. If you were getting the PC games at the book fair, you were – you, Basically, the kids were carrying you out of there R- on your on, Richie with Rich. you on their shoulders. Richie Rich is what we called you at our school. If you're getting the PC game, and that's coming from Mercedes Benz guy. It's not true. I mean, '86 Mercedes Benz windows hardly work. No air conditioning. No cup holder. But sure, whatever. His butler life, picked life, him up from school. Life of luxury. Um, I always say that car could go over speed bumps like a champ, though. A uh, texter says, "When will they announce the game time for the U of L game?" About midnight Saturday night. Yeah, eleven something like that. What's Whenever your, what's your all guess, the games Roush? in, uh, I think maybe it's wishful thinking on my end, but I'm, I'm thinking it's noon ABC. Noon ABC, I'm down with that. Yeah, little breakfast tailgate. I think it'd be awesome, but uh, cats probably need to do their part as well. You know, 
seven and four team versus ten and one. Yeah, rings a little bit better. Also, or North Carolina just lose lose to Clemson this weekend because why are they going to put a seven win UNC and a six win North NC State? That that game stinks. As a kid walking into the book fair with a ten dollars, like the million dollar man, it was a special feeling. Your stuff didn't stink. Not one bit. Uh, Roush, is there any secretive leads for our quarterback next season? Is it possible Leary gets the extra year? Good question. Uh, Just tell us who the quarterback's going to be. I don't think Leary's going to – I I, don't know. I mean, if he balls out these last two games, maybe they'll really push for it. But I, I get the sense Leary's just ready to move on, be done with college. Um, the hell's he going to do? He's not going to go anywhere and play, right? Tommy DeVito's uh, that's true. Starting quarterback, yeah. I mean, good point. You know, anybody can play quarterback in the NFL. They they see something and then they they lock you in. Um, but last year there were some. Not Patrick it was Hill. it was much easier to kind of see the. You know, I, I'm we had those arguments on the show all the time about DJU because Rich coached him in that quarterback collective thing. You knew you liked him. Um, Doing well at Oregon State. Yeah. There there isn't any one of those out there. Oregon State's doing well. Although um there were some strong uh connections with uh, there's something with Ty Simpson previously, uh Jalen Milrose backup, um, going into this year. That if he lost the job in spring, he might hit the portal and that could be an option. You know, that might still be the case, him or Brock Vandegrift, but I no, there's nothing real out there. Long story short, Texter. There's no, nothing real out there. Uh, that's not gonna. We're not gonna fire up that transfer. We got plenty of time to speculate about transfer portal quarterbacks once that machine gets fired up. Uh, what would you say about Spencer Petrus, DJ? He entered the portal yesterday. I'd say a big whopping. Hopefully, somebody's listening with their kids in the car and they heard that and laughed. But flip side, somebody could have been listening with their grandparents and just turned the station. <laughs> By the way, uh, DJ Ungalea, you think it's just at this point, I, it's embarrassing for me to not have it right. I'm just a modern day freaking Trevor Kelsey. Uh, their numbers are actually him and DJ Leary, or DJ, Devin Leary's numbers are pretty similar. Hmm. Interesting. He's passed for like 200 more yards, one more touchdown, and Devin Leary's got four more interceptions. Probably has more rushing yards, though, I would imagine. Oh, I didn't check that part, but I would almost guarantee you're right about that. And their completion percentage is uh, basically the same. Oregon State, third in the Pac-12. Yeah, Number 10 team in the country, so that that is a, a little bit of a difference. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Oregon State definitely having a better season. I just would have thought that DJ's like numbers would have been a little bit more eye-popping than Devin Leary's, but they are better. I mean, there's no eight interceptions versus four. You're going with the four interceptions every time, but... Uh, and didn't even look at the rushing stats, which I'm sure even separates them even more. But uh, you may you may have been onto something. Do we think DJ would be doing those numbers at UK this year? Probably not. Probably but, not. But, yeah. uh, not impossible, I suppose. Yeah, he's got six rushing touchdowns. It's pretty good. Uh, only averaging three yards per rush, but they take into sacks in those equations. So, uh, all right, there's your DJ Ungalea update. <laughs> Hope everybody loved it. Um does anybody have a, a prop they like for tonight? Yeah, all right. Let's put this together, everybody. I yeah, I've I've got a lot that I like, but that's not the that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is to pick one. Scoots, do you have any? Thoughts? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. If uh, uh, you probably if, don't want me to go first, yeah, I'm not ready. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were going to do it right now. Well, we 
I'll go first, but Roush, I, 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 I have I have a selection. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm worried about Trey Mitchell getting in foul trouble. I know uh, Calipari his he's been preaching to Trey. Hey, if you give up a layup, it's not a touchdown. You know, just if he's got you beat. No need to foul. But I'm still worried about Mitchell getting into foul trouble, not playing a ton. Uh, he, even though he kind of turned it around at the end of last season, he's got a really, uh, a bit of a stigma for not being at his best against the best opponents. And is that so? Yeah, that's who who told you that? Tell who'd you hear that from? Was it Jack? No, it wasn't. Was it, it Lucas? Uh, there's, there's people. Was there's it people. Stephen Peak on the there's way back? There's people, but. Um, beans. I'm going under 12 and a half points, minus 110. Okay. Just taking his under, because I could see him getting 10 and 7. I, I, I like you know? that. I You had mentioned something during the break that I did not like, and I thought you were going to go there. Um, I, actually, I, I had circled Trey Mitchell under 12 and a half points. Okay. I also, same logic applied there. What I'm going with is something we talked about. I'm taking his over half a three. Okay. Trey Mitchell, it's minus 225. That's right. Uh, it's, it's bad, not, it's not bad, bad juice. juice. Yeah. It's bad juice, but we're going to put these three together. We'll get in the one. We'll get in the positives. Don't worry about that. But Roush, even they're going to use him as a decoy. And he, if Trey Mitchell is being fed the ball on the block, that's a wasted possession, in my opinion. Right. Like, and, you right. know, it may happen one time, so I don't want to be totally hyperbolic. But like, he needs to be out on the perimeter virtually the entirety of an offensive possession. Here's the reason why. One, he can knock down threes. He's um, right now playing the five, John Calipari's best five shooter he's ever had at UK. Carl Anthony Towns was probably pretty comparable, but Cal just wasn't going to use him that way. Yeah, he didn't shoot me. And and he didn't need to use him that way either, as much as people want to always be nitpicky about that stuff. Trey Mitchell's eventually going to get spread over to the four. UK's had some other fours that are good shooters, but maybe Trey Mitchell is still even the best four there. But they need to have him out on the perimeter as a decoy so Hunter Dickinson just can't camp his goofy butt in the paint. And you got to have him out there. Point being, Hunter Dickinson won't always be on him like glue out there in the perimeter. Trey Mitchell's going to have, I mean, he should probably take like six threes this game. I know that sounds high for your five, but he probably should have like the possibility or the chance to shoot anywhere really from four to eight threes. Because you would think he would just, just need one of them to go well, just in. Just have the opportunities is so, essentially what you're coming down yeah, to. Yeah, and yeah. you don't want him on the block. You want these guards to have clear space in the paint. And if you've got Hunter Dickinson, and he'll be down there, I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas did a little bit of zone as well. So Trey Mitchell over a half a three. So he just needs to make one three. That's my pick. It's definitely going to happen. I know the juice isn't great, but what's better? Some money or no money? Some money or no money? Yeah, my juice isn't really all that great either at minus 135, but I really like Justin Edwards over 18.5 points, rebounds, assists. I like that too. That's a good one. I thought you were just going to say points, but with rebounds, because you figure he's going to get. Somebody's got a rebound for Kentucky. Yeah, somebody has to. So. Um, sprinkle in a couple probably assists. Probably two assists, and then and I think he'll probably point. get 14, 15 points. So, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. He may get it on points by itself. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, here we go. Kentucky Rolox. I love it. <laughs> we need to hit our hour one break. I kind of want to hurry up real quick and try to tell you what that juice is going to be for that bet. How much, how much time do I have? Uh, 30 seconds. Right now. Oh, you can't, can you? Yeah. That, oh. that's the, the, this, the sports books are infuriating with some of this oh, stuff. Yeah, the player probably. That's so dumb. You might be able to once you get closer to the game, uh, but 
Also, you can just individually bet them. Okay, well, I'm sorry about that. All right, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. We're going to read more texts into the Thornton's text line. We're going to tell you about Thornton's. We're going to tell you about Salsaritas. We're going to tell you about Shady Rays. We're going to tell you about the Cats and the Jayhawks. And hour number two. Rock, chalk, sucker. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. Best producer in all Louisville, Justin Kalen. Uh, Co-host, Nick Roush, and I'm TJ Walker. We're all here. Tuesday morning, exciting day, and uh, tomorrow's show going to be really fun as well, and then another basketball game on Friday. We'll continue to preview UK's football season against South Carolina as the week goes on. Going to be a fun week of Kentucky Roll Call. Fun week when you're going to Salsaritas every day. Go to Salsaritas today. Taco Tuesday. Oh, Taco Tuesday. Double points after 6 p.m. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. And keep them in mind for all your catering needs. Have my first, and I believe only, Friendsgiving this week, Roush. Salsaritas chips will definitely be making an appearance. I mean, if you're going to have such a long, lengthy stay outside of, I mean, it's going to be a late night. Have those Salsaritas chips around. That's a great call. You know, it's just going to make the time fly. Great basketball night, as Scoot said. If you just had a million wildly addictive chips to go to town on throughout the evening. Man, it would be outstanding. So go ahead, stop by either one of their locations. One in Middletown. It's got a drive-thru. Nice, convenient. Also one in Herbert's Lane, St. Matthews. We love Salsaritas. Download that app. A couple of the other games tonight, obviously, the other Champions Classic. Duke and Michigan State, that will get things tipped off in Chicago. I, I don't know if I can ever, re- again, I know hyperbole is just the curse of radio, but I don't know if I can remember a Champions Classic Roush with fewer UK fans that I personally know that are going to be at the game. Normally this game's in Chicago or Indianapolis or New York. It's in Chicago. Well, I'm just saying, like those are like normally at cities. They don't normally go far away or anything like that. I've just there's never been a Champions Classic where I've personally known fewer people that are going to the game. Now, my also friends we're are older, kids, having we're kids, older yeah. and that sort of yeah. deal. But I just I hope UK has a good showing tonight. I think if you're a UK fan, you're going to get good seats. One, I don't think it's as hot as a ticket as it normally is, and two, you're the late game where Duke and Michigan State fans aren't going to hang out super late too. So yeah, uh, just get an indoor ticket, the cheapest one you can find, and I bet you'd be able to move down. If you are thinking about going to the game, uh, there's some people around that maybe haven't even decided if they're going or not. It's only a five-hour drive. You could leave at 4 o'clock and make it there in time, which is so sad to think about. And it's so true. So true. You could leave at 4 o'clock. You could just leave work an hour early, get on the road, get 65 north. There's never any traffic on that highway, and you'll be there in no time. The Tuesday night certainly complicates things, but and, – and, and, Personally, it you know having football still being in full swing does complicate things. But uh, talking with Luckett yesterday, like I've I've never seen a game at the Garden. One year, just gonna just gonna have to bite the bullet and go watch the Cats at the Garden. Just be awesome. Rick Pitino was in the Garden for the first time last night as the St. John's head coach. Yeah, and um, people yeah. online were losing their minds, and then they got real quiet in the second half. 
Didn't really see much in the second half. No D and Ricky P. My goodness gracious. They got smacked, absolutely smacked by Michigan, who has an interim head coach right now uh, leading leading their program. What happened Tell you to what, though, John Howard? He's suspended for something. What did he get suspended for, Scoots? That's, yeah, I don't remember. I, I was thinking it was something health-related while he was out. Oh, I thought – oh, oh, my bad. Maybe but was, I could maybe, be maybe it was last year that he was suspended. Well, you know. Yeah, oh, it was last year he was suspended. But I think he was Oh. Oh, it is. Oh, uh, he had a surgery. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right, so he did get suspended in February, but it was last season. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Last right, right. Easy 2022. to see how those can be confused. Okay, we'll hope uh, for a speedy recovery. But uh there was a lot of people who early on, I don't think there was one stoppage in the first 12 minutes of the game. Wow, this is such a fun college basketball game. This is great. This is what it's all about. And then, uh, and then you know, the fun came to a screeching halt for all the Johnnies, Ricky's Johnnies. They lost eighty-nine to seventy-three. It really wasn't as close as that would indicate. Scoots's Purdue Bowlermakers get a win over Xavier, but they did that not cover. Never, wait, they didn't cover. They were blowing them out. They were like sixteen and a half point favorites. They won uh, by twelve. It was a big line. Xavier that bad? Nah, they're okay, but they're going to be like a bubble team. Chris Mack ain't walking through that door, I guess. They've got our buddy uh, Sean Miller. Even better than Chris Mack. People forget that, like me. People, people forgot do, that. People do the forget one, that. The ultimate people forget that is that Thad Mott is the Butler coach. Uh, yeah, they played last night, too. Did they not win? Uh, no, they better won. They were playing somebody they should have beaten up. I watched I think a little they were bit. Playing ETSU, yeah. Poop State, yeah. Yeah, they were playing Poop State, all right. You can say that again. East uh, Tennessee. Shout out to Kenny Chesney. A texter, or no, not a texter, the other game I meant to bring up. Um, Marquette, Illinois. There it is. That's, tonight? Yeah, that's tonight. That'll be a good game. It'll be fun. Illinois, despite Marquette being a, fi- a, a top five team, Illinois is the favorite in that Ooh, game. Uh, the favorite for a reason, Scoots. It's in Champaign. What's the system play on that? Uh, the system would be the home team. Yeah, you, you would bet Illinois. Yeah, mm-hmm. home favorite. Playing a top five a, team. Is but Illinois no, ranked? No, because it's supposed to be the underdog. If the home team's the underdog, that's the system. Is Illinois ranked? Illinois is ranked 23rd. I think that is in large part oh, okay. because of their exhibition. exhibition win over Kansas, the team the play the Cats play tonight, because they haven't beaten anybody good, and they were less than impressive in an 11-point win over Oakland, the Athletics. I couldn't name one player on Illinois this year. Sky Clark? Nope. What's the... Kofi, he's could, gone, right? Yeah, he's long gone. I could only name one because he was a UK target for a brief moment. Terrence Shannon, Jr., yep. uh, who is their best player, that's right, for what yeah. it's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe Cats should have gotten that guy because he he is good at basketball. But it's going to be a fun night of college hoops. Uh, you'll get the college football playoff rankings. I think in between games they still do that. In between the yeah yeah with, like the crew there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, can't wait for that. <laughs> Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Remember, Thornton's can make your wildest dreams come true. A texter says, I think we finished yesterday's, we, right? We did. We didn't finish yesterday's, but we can just work we, our way up. We didn't get anywhere close yeah, we to didn't even, like, Yeah, touch it. Really. I thought we did. No, we didn't even. We really yesterday thought. was Monday, TJ, coming off the weekend. We had a million oh, football texts. Yeah, I, I guess I just had kind of just written those off, you know? We, we probably will. Uh, Might TJ, just be a thing. How about those Tigers getting embarrassed by the Rocks? Just simply did not want the smoke. Yeah, yeah Trinity dominated St. X twice with a freshman quarterback, no less. Pretty embarrassing for St. X. They'll bounce back, though. They'll be ready to go next year. Don't you worry. 
I hate to say it, but it's pretty embarrassing. Stoops can never compete with actual legitimate SEC caliber teams. Decent Florida teams are the only ones he's earned his mark. I just don't think Kentucky football as a program will ever take the next step as an SEC program as long as he's the coach, obviously thankful for what he's done. But Jesus, man, we absolutely choke when we play real talent. It's a yearly ritual. I mean, it's also just Georgia and Alabama. Um, you know, I, I'm mad about Tennessee and uh, Missouri. They blew that, but the Alabama game isn't uh, why we're mad. We're mad about Tennessee, Missouri. There's simply no reason we can't do the things Missouri's doing this year. That's where the fan base hunger comes into play because we're not that far away as much as Stoops may think. I also think that um, we have logo goggles on when it comes to Missouri. We think of Missouri as this poppers program, but they won the SECs in their first two years here. They were 10-2 and two and a game away from the national title in 2007. Like they, they had a lot of success as a Big 12 football program, and in large part, it's because they have Kansas City and St. Louis to recruit from in their home state. They have large metropolitan areas. Like they, just because they're not in the SEC footprint doesn't mean that they can't have big pops. Uh, this one was a surprise, um, but, but it give Drink credit for making a good hire with Kirby Moore. That's helped their pop and having eight home games, I believe, in all of their – Kentucky's the only toss-up game they've won away from home. All of those big games were at home, so they, they had that benefit as well. I will push back, and I don't think you're. this is the point necessarily you're trying to make, but like, I think Missouri's a fine football program. I don't really disrespect them as a football program. I consider them in a similar tier to a Kentucky, but that's kind of like the point. They are in a similar tier to Kentucky. For Kentucky to do what – we want to do as a program, we need to be above them. We need to be above South Carolina. We need to get above Tennessee if we want to get where we're going. And it's not realistic to be like, and you must get ahead of Georgia and Alabama too. But like Missouri is a realistic and, program. And you were ahead of to, them. You were. Yeah. You were. Yeah. And that's what I'm, and then, so I'm not, that wasn't, your sentiment was like, Missouri is not a terrible program. I agree. Yeah. But I do think our goal needs to be, we are better than Missouri consistently. And we have been. For the most part. And you know what it comes down to, TJ, is that when everything's lined up, you got the schedule, you've got the coach, you've got the defense, you got the upper class. Basically, every time Kentucky and Stoops has had something teed up, they haven't had the passing offense. And the point that Mark Story made in a column, and, uh, you know, he kind of, I guess he, it's one of those things that you, you thought about it, but he found it, he kind of presented it. It's that when Stoops went to, Go fix it. It was. It was. That was always the one thing. That was the one problem. Right. It was passing game. Mm -hmm. In in the hopes of fixing that, all of the other things that you thought were these cornerstones of the program, now all of a sudden you're looking around like, oh god, are those? Is that wrong now too? Is that? Is that it makes broken? you second guess everything? Yeah. So that that's kind of why this uh, it's going to be a rough off season because there isn't just one clear thing that must be done. I don't. I don't know. I also don't know if if Kentucky's as far away as people may think, just because you got blown out by Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, I, but like that, we look back at those Missouri and Alabama and Tennessee games, and we're like, well, Kentucky well, played well enough to win those games. But the but the the, the thing times. that really jumps out to me from the times. Tennessee and Missouri games, and what worries me about splitting the the final two, Kentucky was a developmental program. That's kind of what they hung their hat on, and. When they had guys that had been there for a while, the culture was really strong, and they didn't get rattled when the going got tough. And in those fourth quarters, man, Kentucky just 
didn't make any plays. They didn't show yeah. – they showed hardly any resolve at all. Especially on defense, too. Just, just like get begging, off the field. Begging, begging. Yeah. Like, the offense even had some momentum at times in both those games. Not so much in the Missouri one, but uh, in the fourth quarter, at least. But, like, right. you know, you, against Tennessee, it was like, this offense clicking a little if bit. If they get a like, stop, they're going to yeah, go down yeah. and they're going to – they're going to. so that that's the part where you, you do have some worries about – Big, big picture stuff. But sometimes, Scoots, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when we have a texter on the Thornton's text line say, there's simply no reason we can't do things Missouri's doing this year. They're ranked 14th. Hasn't Kentucky been ranked top 15 in November, or am I crazy? No, you're not H- hasn't crazy. Kentucky yeah, like the last done, two years. Hasn't Kentucky done this? Yeah. Not so much maybe last last year, but two years ago. I mean, 2021. I mean, the only teams Kentucky's lost to are all top 20 teams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like it's also not... like again, nobody's happy with getting blown out. We're past that, right? Everybody, right. we're past that. But like that is a factually true point that <laughs> UK, despite this season not really having the wins that we were hoping to have, you do not have a bad loss. Yeah. Period. And and if you look around too, uh, Ole Miss, Lane, like the next texture, Lane Kiffin is the coach that could get us that next level offensive juggernaut who brings a swag and sexiness that could bring in offensive weapons all across the board. It's honestly laughable that Lane makes less money than Stoops. Um, well, was it? I mean, they had the same final score at Georgia this year. Same exact score. The ex- I mean, I think, I think Kentucky was fifty-one to fourteen, and they were fifty-one to seventeen. Lane chose to kick a garbage time empty calorie field goal. That. I think Lane has been marginally better. Or they, just they, they like, lost five of their last six games last year. He he's been slightly better than Stoops. Yeah, they they won one more game than Stoops won, so they got to go to a, a Sugar Bowl instead of a Citrus Bowl. Yeah, and Stoops has had two of those big pop years. This is Lane's second big pop year. But yeah, you're right. It's very similar. And meanwhile, Mississippi State they fired their coach yesterday. Haven't they kind of been on Kentucky's level for? The last 15 years? I look at Mississippi State in a similar fashion to Missouri where it's like, you know, I respect them as a program, but how, Kentucky needs to be better how than How many that. coaches have gotten fired at Florida because Stoops keeps beating them? I Lots. mean, like that. You probably I, add another one to the that, list. That's the part of the, like all of this that you got to just remember the nuance. I'm not going to get too fired up about, but it's like the one, the, what gets you into trouble is thinking that you can become Alabama and Georgia. So you start firing coaches because they're not doing mm-hmm. that. You, you can't. Let the dips get you too low. Because here's what's here's what's something to think about, folks. Kentucky goes and beats Shane Beamer. They're gonna have they're not gonna go to a bowl. He's gonna have a losing season, and it's gonna be awfully hard to bounce back from that. Next year is a win seven games with a more difficult schedule, or we're firing your ass. So like it could be another in this rotating door of coaches where Stoops is just sitting up here winning seven games and yes sometimes it can be frustrating, but also it's just a lot worse places to be in this league. The thing you have to I, I agree with all that. The thing you have to ask yourself is I, I love looking at like coaches Wikipedia pages and it's funny you blink and like you you go back to their page. It's like last visited two years ago and. It looks so different. You know, time's going by too quickly is the point. But we're going to look at Mark Stoops' Wikipedia page right now. You know, since the 2018 season, 10 wins, 8 wins, 5 wins in the pandemic. 10 wins again, 7 wins. Right now, he's at 6 wins. You have to ask yourself this. Do you think in 5 years when we're updating this Wikipedia page and we're looking at it again, what do you think's more likely? Or what do you think's most likely? That those... That, that number of wins starts to go back up again. You see another 10 win there. You maybe see a 9. Maybe you see an 11, potentially. Does it stay kind of 
similar to what it's been, you know, eight, seven, you get a nine, seven, or do you think it's going to go down? Do you think you're going to start seeing four, five, three, maybe a six? And there's your answer to your question about the future UK's football program. If you think it's truly going to be ladder, then I get that you'd be in a pretty tough spot right now, or you'd be scared about the future of the program. I just don't know why you would think that. Like, oh, well, Texas and Oklahoma are coming in. Yeah, those will be tough, and Kentucky there, will play those teams. There's a lot of anxiety about that. I, yeah. I, I understand that, but Kentucky's already playing tough teams. And sometimes <laughs> those teams are going to have to come They're to They're just going to have different logos. Yeah. Yeah. They just, it, it's, <laughs> that's well said. What was Mississippi? What was Mississippi ranked when Kentucky played down in the Grove last year? Tenth, it was, or, like, it was a or tough game. Fifteenth or something like it was that. A tough yeah, game. Kentucky you're, was seventh. You're going to get a top fifteen Texas team every so often. You'll get a top twenty five Oklahoma team coming to Lexington yeah. every so often, folks. It's going to be tough. That's the thing you have to ask yourself. Where do you see this going with Mark Stoops? My guess, and your opinion is just as valid as mine. It's we're guessing. This everybody's is. I think it's going to stay the same, Rush. I think the program. You, you may have a token terrible year. You may have a token good year, like good, good year, like where you're in the college football playoff knocking on the door sort of deal. And by the way, that's not the craziest thing in the world to think about once they move to 12 teams. L would be in a pretty interesting spot right now. If it were L would be going, hey, just go 2-0. and It doesn't matter what we do in the ACC championship game. We're probably going to be in that 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would be totally validated, but neither here nor there would probably be true. So I think it's going to stay the same. I'm not thrilled with this season up to this point. Still a lot of football to be played. I still think Mark Soups is the guy for this program. I wouldn't want to change a thing. I would love for UK to start recruiting better. I don't think that's the fans' responsibility. They're going to have a pretty decent class, too, when it's all said and done. It's looking like it. Yeah. You know? uh, it's looking like it. kind of on flip watch with Jason Patterson, uh, Cincinnati, Scott Satterfield's commitment. So uh, oh, something gosh. to keep an eye on. Get Satterfield down to Mississippi State, why don't you? I, but the thing of, along those lines, it's a good class. We should be happy about it. It's still not a top. It's not going to be a top ten class. So why would you expect to start beating top ten programs without top ten classes? Do we really think Mark Soups is that big of a football genius to be able to overcome that talent cap? No, I don't. <laughs> and I love Mark Soups, and I think he's a good coach. But no, of course not. So there there lies the answer once we start seeing top 10 classes top 15 classes that's when we need to start competing for SEC championships realistically and a lot of that if I think I think I'm hopeful that Stoops will take the opportunity this offseason to add some depth to the recruiting roster and his assistant coaching rankings okay I, I would hope that that would be a priority that seems like, uh, if Roush is saying that, it seems like something that needs to happen. I mean, if you finally got a receivers coach who can recruit and look at the receivers you're bringing in. I mean, so let's do that elsewhere. Bowler's doing a pretty good job with his running backs. So let's yeah. let's do that elsewhere. Uh, the texts are about Lane Kiffin did say I may have sent that yeah. in too soon. They're getting waxed, but he, he's, his thoughts are the same. Our team just plays scared against teams. I think there's a representation on Stoops with the offense and the defense. Stoops strikes me as a guy who has the mentality of let's just only lose by a certain amount and not get blown out instead of let's go out there and win. I I just think that's the most ludicrous thought I've ever heard in my life. No, he didn't think that. I also don't think that he anticipated being down 21-0 in five snaps. After four, yeah, that's that's crazy. 
Roush, mad props on asking Stoops a real question that needs to be answered. That's what separates great media members from the good ones, having stones and calling it how it is. Well, you, I, I'm I should go. I that I got to get a journalism award now, right? I think so. I think we do the journalism awards at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dexter says, with Jimbo Fisher's contract buyout, coaches are given massive incentives to be terrible at their jobs. It's wild. I will say the there is some revisionist history with Jimbo, where he kind of did have that thing rocking and rolling, and then it it fell apart rather quickly. They they were eight and one in the COVID year, um, and needed uh, one or two wins to go to the playoff. And just couldn't get it done. Um, and then the following year, I think they were ranked in the top 15 when they had uh, basically came down to winning away from Kyle Field and then a bunch of quarterback injuries. I mean, Wigman was playing really well until he got hurt. So some of it's unfortunate timing for Jimbo, but I'm not going to cry croc- crocodile tears for him. Here's a question. What would you think if well, Mark Stoops is he's buddies with Jimbo? Jimbo Fisher, quality control analyst, University of Kentucky. Sure. I think it'd be a, ni- a nice one-year stop. Good place to live. Yeah, I, I'm not saying... Jimbo, like, have a good time at the track. You need to be Jeff original. Ruby's. You need to be creative in your own right. But, like, Nick Saban brings in good football minds to his program. Works pretty well. I, like, I, wouldn't you want to emulate to some degree what he's... Like, good football, people that have been around it, seen it, know it. That's not a bad thing to have those folks around your program. Also, the defense was some of its best work was when uh, they had former NFL defense coordinator Greg Minuski doing quality control. It's, it's kind of it's worked. Are you whispering that because you don't want anybody to know it? Well, it's also the uh, – I love the stat about Michigan's record once they got Connor Stallions. It's also the same time they got Clink. So, like, is it is it is Clink? Could you are you giving Clink? Con- Clink is stealing signs. Is what you're saying? Or is is Clink the reason for all their success? I mean, these are all just <laughs> bring Clink back to Lexington. He can recruit. Yeah. A texter says defense is pathetic. Every opportunity we need them, they crumble. Uh, it's been the case this year. I, I cannot. That's been as maybe as disappointing as just like the 2020-2021 basketball team. We're just like, oh, we were kind of excited about this coming off a of pandemic, and they're 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 bad. Uh, this is like, this may be one of the best defenses in Mark Stoops' it, lifetime, uh, and they're not good. They're just not good. I don't know why they're not good. Secondary, I guess. Secondary's yeah, yeah, bad. They're bad, yeah. I may start mo- moving on in the future, Roush, and being like, you can have elite secondary or elite front, you know, front line. What are you choosing? Seems like Kentucky's best teams have been centered around awesome secondary. Yeah, is that the way to build a defense? Am I just been an idiot all these years? I always think you started up front. Really, it's probably elite edge rusher because Josh Allen can make everybody look pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but then after that, having uh, I mean Mike Edwards going to end up being. I, I do think he's getting his flowers in hindsight. We're realizing, like, God, that guy was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but having one of those safeties that isn't afraid to make tackles um, and then can also fly around and get in passing lanes, yeah. yeah. Speaking of pathetic, the tackling from this Packers defense is pathetic. They have zero interest in tackling. Five players in double digits, 35% from three, 50% from the field. On-ball defense needs work. Slow start, obviously. Not bad second game. Bring on Kansas. Yeah, they're not always going to be perfect in some of those cupcake games, but uh, I think that but that that does a good job of just kind of saying, yeah, pretty pretty decent. Worst start imaginable for the football game. The secondary so undisciplined. The moment the QB moves half an inch out of pocket, they swarm tackle and basically flood concept. 
Turns into six points. Yep. Third and 17, midfield for Alabama. They convert. 22-yard completion right through our secondary. Then a touchdown. Next play. Well, it's such a letdown when the Cats started third quarter so good. Uh, all summer, we heard rumbles about the secondary is not good. People dismissed it for being summer. They will come around. I'm convinced the Trinity varsity football team could score the secondary running basic mesh and flood packages. Well, the the problem is, is that they... We were worried about the corners, and they actually haven't been that bad. It was it's the it's the safeties that have stunk. From now on, anytime the Cats play a top ten team, I'll be betting my rent on the over. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you watching both of them? Who do you think was better, Alabama or Georgia? Who's going to win the SEC championship game? Uh, I trust Georgia more. I trust Georgia more too. Alabama's good though. Like if they win the SEC championship game, they will rightfully belong in the college football playoff. And I think they'll have as good a chance as anybody to win it all. That's good. There are some really interesting scenarios out there, Roush, for how things could unfold the final few weeks of the season. Like, you know, you're going to get an undefeated big 10 champion. Most likely you'll get a pack. You'll undefeated Florida state in the ACC. You may get one loss out in pac 12, what if Alabama does beat Georgia and you get two one-loss teams in the SEC, one a conference champion, one not? This year, the last year with it being four, going to be electric. The biggest of course, I say that. I watch it all just be like cookie cutter. Yeah. The biggest difference between the, the two teams is I don't think Alabama is very good traditionally running the football. Yeah, that's a you good know, point. They, they, they got a lot of their rushing yards with Milrow. Kentucky kind of stuffed them up, whereas like Dejan Edwards and, yeah. and that crew down there, they're – they're they're effective. effective Not sure how football. many. And part of the thing too that we didn't realize is Amarius Mims missed like half the season for Georgia, and he's going to be a first round offensive tackle pick. When he got back, it made a big difference. Weird, weird how that works. That is weird how yeah. that works. Yeah. It's not even the fact that we lose these kind of games. It's that we just get our butts kicked. Scoots under twenty four line on the Iowa game would have hit. LOL. That's oh, would have hit. Uh, Jeff Brom to A&M, ACC's done. Brom's a smart guy. I think he's probably comfortable <laughs> in Louisville. For My favorite part about the A&M coaching search is that you can say any name, and it's, oh, yeah, I can see yeah, that. that. Uh, well, when they can pay just any amount of money. Stephen A. Smith, well, I, I'm I'm disappointed that it like that it got to him to be the first one to say Coach Prime to Texas A&M. Love it. And that would, that would be so much fun. Uh, Lucci said Dabo. Dabo it would be very hilarious, too, because he would just be – the ultimate cult guy. Yeah. You know, he would he would dress up in the white. Little he would embrace outlet. the craziness better oh, than yeah. anybody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Texas A&M, if you're interested in a Matt LaFleur, I've got a nice, shiny, handsome one in Green Bay for you. Free to a good home. Did you know that Dan Campbell went to A&M and was roommates with Billy Lucci? I did not know that. Did not know that. Can you imagine Which, Dan Campbell and... College Station? Yeah, and I, if you all don't know Billy Lucci, he's Texas A&M's kind of version of Matt Jones, except that most Texas A&M wears cowboy boots. and I mean, yeah, I can't imagine that, that crew together. Yeah. A texter says, man, that J.J. Weaver tweet just made me very sad. Yeah. Hey, J.J., your pops would be very proud of you. You rock. We love watching you. We're bummed this season hasn't gone the way that we thought it would either. But got to keep on pushing. I'm sure your dad would be over the moon thrilled with you. Because you work hard. And uh, I think he'll have a payoff. Maybe it'll be in that U of L game, you know? The Sack Pack, TJ, and Alabama fan friends' mom stories may be the most fabricated telling of a story I've ever heard in KRC history. 
And that includes when intern Jacob tried to pass off a Wikipedia Rich Brooks article as his own. People forget that. He just tried to read from Rich Brooks's Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, and then he lied about it. <laughs> TJ must have forgot what happened, similar to how we forgot to meet outside of Section 19 for beers at halftime like he told me he would, unless you had already left at halftime, which I would not have entirely blamed you for. Sackpack is just a liar. I, 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 I potentially took some comedy liberties in the telling of that story he didn't pull out a calculator but i thought that that was pretty obvious yeah but everything else was totally true about that and secondly we were outside section 19 big dog we were there you were the ones that didn't show up so always embarrassing to do that when we were there we actually like sat in different seats once the second half started because we got caught on that end of the stadium and we were just like you know you just want to pop out here for a little bit and we did and it was nice to have a different we sat in the end zone it was kind of nice to have a different landscape perspective of the last game at Kroger Field for the year. Always nice to see if I like a different vantage point, maybe you want to move someday. I, I kind of like lines. the corners, but I don't know how I would feel about it, it all the time. Yeah. Because it is just so different. I mean, the perfect. Like, I, I really do think, like, second level, 50-yard line, I mean, that's like the best vantage point to take in a football game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but walking up those steps also, I don't know if that would be fun for everybody all the time. But a texter says, why do I feel like Nick is telling all of our fans this is as good as it gets for UK football? No, I'm not. I'll uh, be the one to tell you that it, this is going to be as good as it gets for UK football unless UK starts regularly recruiting better. You will have fun seasons. It's not crazy for UK to make a New Year's Six Bowl or have a – also, Roush, we say this all the time on Roll Call. Quarterback's the great equalizer. That, that, that's my point. Devin is, Leary was is, not him. Yeah, and we thought Devin Leary was going to be much better. He yep. has not been very good. Uh, so it's been okay. That, that's that's been the okay. that's the whole that's the the whole secret to the sauce. He's been more right? Terry Wilson than Will Levis, right? And and having Will Levis as the best passer in 15 years isn't great. So if you get that better, then yes, you can you can take that can, that can make up anoth- those, yes. another slight next step forward. Not Alabama Georgia, but you, instead of the nine win pop citrus bowl, it's ten wins and. Sugar Bowl or college football playoff in the 12th team era. Yep. So I agree with that. that that's that there. But what I do worry is that you think that, I mean, whoever the next coach is going to be has a very high bar to live up to from Mark Stoops. So just be careful what you wish for. And I, something that I think nobody's really paying attention to, and I worry about all the time, Scoots, and Roush is going to, he's going to back me up on this, is when I'm wearing an expensive pair of sunglasses and they may, they may break, I may lose them. I may sit on them when I'm golfing. I hate. That's what I worry about, Roush. I, I would worry about them too. But wait, not with Shady Rays, because if you break them or lose them, they have the replace replacement pair promise. But wait, there's more. All you got to do is pay a small processing fee. They'll hook you right back up with some of the best looking polarized shades in the business. Shady Rays. They look good. You feel good. You play good. They pay good. They're the best. Put in promo code BIGX at checkout. You'll get 40% off. Go ahead and throw in a mystery pair in there as well. Why not? It's Christmas. Give them to your friends. Give them to your family. Woo-hoo! They'll love them. You'll love them too. ShadyRays.com. Promo code BIGX. 40% off at checkout. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call Champions Classic Picks. Coming up next. Oh, yeah. All of my tricks, I hope that you like this But you probably won't, you think you're cool with me You got designer shades just to hide your face And you wear them around like you're cool with me And you never say hey, you remember my name Welcome 
to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. Game day edition, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Wow. Very excited for the Cats and Jayhawks tonight. 9.30. Tennis. I... I would set the over under 947. Yeah, that's where I'm going with I'll it. take the under. I'll go over. And and normally there have been a couple years we've made a big deal about the time, and it's actually started like 935, believe it or not. So Let's hope that's the case. Let's hope uh, that's the case. Maybe we can jinx or cat our way. It won't be till 1015. The one good thing you have going for you is the fact that Duke and Michigan State are playing in the first game, and Michigan State has not been very good while Duke has been pretty good. So well, maybe we get a little Although, didn't out. Duke lose this weekend? They lost at home to Arizona. Yeah, okay. Yeah, TJ's that's not, national champion that's, pick. That's not a bad loss. So, yeah, I mean, surely that game will be, I don't know, anywhere from 12 to 15 points come the end of it, and we won't have all the foul and BS extend the game. We were talking during the break how Scooch thought maybe the line would be a little bit more in the UK-Kansas game, and I said, yeah, there's some similarities between – UK-Kansas, this basketball game line, and UK-Alabama, that football game line, where part of the reason I was a little confident in the – you know, I wasn't confident I picked Alabama to win. I thought Alabama would cover. But one of the things I was like, all right, Vegas isn't in the the business of losing money. The fact they think this game against Alabama is going to be kind of close, hmm, this is kind of interesting. I get a similar feeling with that game, the Kansas game tonight, where it's like, oh, I would think that it'd be a little bit more than four and a half. And I think DraftKings, it actually is up to six for, for what it's worth. So money Saw, is coming uh, on the Jayhawks. FanDuel minus six and a half. So Vegas thinks this game's going to be closer than I think some Kentucky fans think that it's going to be. But I do wonder if it's going to be a similar talking point tomorrow that it was on Monday where it's like, oh, no, we we just we had the right read on this. Like we knew we were right. There was no secret agenda. Ooh, stinky line with Vegas. It was just no. We we were right. We had the we had the good tell on it. I think Kansas will cover, but I don't think Kentucky gets blown out. Uh, and I won't be shocked at all if Kentucky wins. I won't be. As much as UK is going to have issues with Hunter Dickinson, and I would take his overs and everything, overs and points, overs and points, assists and rebounds, and over and rebounds. I they're going to have to guard Trey Mitchell, and they're going to have to guard UK's offense, which I think is going to be troublesome. But Kansas is the much more experienced team. This is the first time in this atmosphere for all these freshmen, which I don't necessarily think has to be a negative. Roush could be a positive that they don't, you know, they don't tighten up. Uh, Hunter Dickinson has lost a lot of big games. He's lost a lot of big, important NCAA tournament games. That's true. Like, Adu's uh, going to be back, right? Adu Thierro Calipari did yeah. say that he should be back from his head injury. Well, and that could be big. And you know what, Roush? Adu Thierro's. If I'm UK's coaching staff, we're sending you in like a madman to go after Hunter Dickinson at the rim. Like, I'm all right if you get a couple charges. Like, go try to get him in foul trouble. I think it's pretty important if you could get Hunter Dickinson in foul trouble. Mm -hmm. Then again, I do like, like, how is he going to guard Trey Mitchell out on the perimeter? What do you do with that? I think Bill Self will throw a little token zone out there just to be different and force UK to, to shoot. Which we'll see. If it's a good shooting night for UK, that's going to help the Cats' chances. If it's a really bad shooting night for UK, probably will will bring the blowout potentially into the equation. But I'm thinking this is going to be like an eight point buffer zone game, Roush. That's where I'm at. I was I was thinking buffer zone too because here's what's going to happen: these freshmen, 
you're either coming out like a bat out of hell and it's going to be good or bad, right? They're mm-hmm. either going to be in fuego. We saw Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we've seen it happen previously, but I just get the sense it's more than likely going to be coming out really bad. They'll dig themselves into a hole and they'll play fine the rest of the way, but just getting out of that buffer zone and making it a Maybe All right. like one or two four-minute stretches where it's like, ah, that was probably the game right there. Exactly. Like, where they, they have a chance, they go on a run, mm-hmm. but they can never turn that one possession game into – or one or two possession game into anything more. So I, I have a feeling that's kind of – Kansas will be able to keep them at arm's length and it's going to be frustrating. Uh, maybe Reeves gets hot and knocks down some threes, but, I mean, I'm not banking on that. Right, like you, I don't think you can after the last time we saw him in a big moment. So um, that that's that's why I, I think Kentucky fans aren't. Um, hey, in Cal, are, are responsibly tempering expectations. Cal and UK. I know this isn't all necessarily on you all, and more of it's probably on Antonio Reeves. If he goes out there and misses his first three or four shots, force him to go to the rim and try to get to the free throw line. Or if Kansas is in the bonus, try to let him. Or if you're in the bonus, try to let him get to the line somehow. He, he just needs to see a ball go in. He is that type of scorer. He's that type of shooter. More misses. I And now you do have to keep shooting, right? You, like That's what the best shooters do. They'll shoot themselves out of a slump. But him seeing misses will equal more misses. Him seeing makes equals more makes. He's just that type of basketball player. We've all probably known somebody, played with somebody like that. He is in that mold. If he is missing, I don't think you can just cut – Cut bait with him because I think he's too good of a, a scoring outside shooting option. Get him to the free throw line. Let him get a freebie, and then hopefully it can kind of take the lid off. I'll just never forget when he made that last three. It was such like an insult that that last one went in. I was just like, oh, of course. And even he had that look. He was just like, what is – felt bad for him. Uh, felt worse for myself, though, obviously. Got to look out for number one. Yep, There's some really questionable lyrics to Christmas songs. If uh, Mommy meets – oh, we, read that we didn't read that one. I think the difference between Stoops and Drink is Drink is able to get good quarterbacks without offensive coordinator, and Stoops can't. Nobody thought Brady Cook was going to be good. I don't. I don't. He wasn't a highly ranked recruit. He's a middle three star. I don't. Well, is he talking about coordinators or quarterbacks? Get good quarterbacks without the offensive coordinator. Oh, gotcha. I see. I um, mean, yeah, I don't. That's just no. That's not right. No, Missouri took a lot of people by surprise. Kentucky yeah. in previous years has done the same. Why is it misguided Stoops is the head man It falls on his shoulders, right? I think, I guess you had said it was misguided blame to be mad at Stoops or something like that. I don't No, it's the whole just like the defense isn't trying to do things. Like, yes, they're trying to do things, just none of them are working. So blaming the coaches for trying to do too much, blaming the players for not being able to do them, I think it's more of the blame the coaches for not having better players there who can do them. That's, yeah, that's also, where it ultimately falls on the head coach. And not to tie it always back in with basketball or football with basketball, basketball with football, or one thing or another. Like these coaches just don't all of a sudden forget how to coach. Like it's not like you can just be dominant on one side of the ball and be like, ha ha, you know what you're doing. And then all of a sudden not be dominant and be like, did they, they don't know what they're doing. Roush, you're right. Comes down to talent. Jimmy's in the Joes. I think sometimes coaching effort, you can have just a rough season like yeah. I, I wasn't as invested this year I was distracted by other things going or on maybe in my you guys life. figure out what you're trying to do which is very plausible because Matt House and Brad White are both having terrible years so like maybe there's something that they have to figure out in the offseason and to kind of get course correct um but Stoops has earned the benefit of the doubt no matter any way like you yeah. can be the biggest Stoops hater in the world sorry a guy that's won 10 games twice at UK is gonna 
going to get a little leeway. And we don't even know if this is a leeway season yet. Yeah, we, we could look it could back, be you know? the third best regular season of our lives. <laughs> Crazy yeah. to think. Like, and you, you could you could say at the end of the year they went 8-4, and four, they beat a top 15 level team, their only other losses are to top 20 teams. Like, that's very much possible. Yeah, and maybe so, you get lucky with like a – I don't think you're going to get to go to like a fun bowl game. You get to go Gator. What if you end up getting a fun matchup and it yeah. ends up being like a really exciting Notre Dame good and win. the Gator Bowl. It would be something. Yeah. It would be memorable. Good point. I like the optimism. All the focus is on Dickinson, but K.J. Adams, very tough matchup. He killed us last year at Rupp. Gosh, I just feel like that dude did not miss when he played against us uh, yeah. last season. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, too, their, their little point guard. He's very... feels like it's got to be a big ado night tonight. Like, it feels like a do has to be solid. And I'm not. Scoot's shaking his head. He agrees. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm huge on a do tonight. Him and him and Trey Mitchell, Mitchell both, I think, really have an opportunity to go in and, and get – you were talking about getting Dickinson in foul trouble, and I think those two guys have a really good shot to make that happen just because they're not typical – they're both going to be forced to play at that five position, and they're not typical five. So Hunter Dickinson – I could really see him struggling guarding both of those guys tonight. I, I just worry for Thierro. I mean, how many minutes did he play last year in games? Not many that, at all. That's what I mean. He, oh, this, he is, has, this is his big stage, too. Exactly. He may as well be a freshman. Right. Yeah. So that that's that's part of me where I, I just don't – I can't trust that guy to be what I know he can be in February and March. Well, that's the thing, Roush. If, if this really is his, like, freshman game, as you say – then go out there and play like a freshman. Don't be scared. Go attack the basket. Go to the rim. We've seen him do that all offseason. We know he can do it. And if he does that against Dickinson, I, I just think there's a chance that Dickinson picks up a couple more early fouls. Hope you're, hope you're right. I hope he's right. And it's going to be hard for Dickinson to guard in this game, but he yeah. he will own the paint on the other end, and that's, uh, that's disappointing. But this is going to be a grown man's basketball game. Kansas is incredibly long. They're a physical team. They are – I would imagine you just never know what you're getting out of basketball officials. But, like, this is a game if the refs wanted to probably call a million fouls, they could. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they let the teams play. I will say, though, if they do, sometimes it's an advantage for UK. Sometimes it's not. This would be one of the times where, like, a tight whistle may actually help Kentucky, weirdly enough. I like UK's depth in the backcourt for sure. Now, you may say, all right, TJ, what if Trey Mitchell gets in foul trouble? Or what if the Harrow gets in foul trouble? Yeah, no, Kentucky's going to be – they're going to be in trouble. That's why I think Cal is going to try to push the pace as much as he can. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, TJ, just keep in mind that the Amish football text was Plumley Bro 2 because he's not a true loyal listener, unlike myself, as a Plumley Bro number one. What was the Amish football text? Um, Not Amish football, but like that he is um, Stoops' style of play, yada, yada. He's basically just bashing his brother's takes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Easy thing to do with your bro- with the text your brother sends in. Well, he pulled my text. Did you <laughs> Did you all have your ties pre-tied in high school, or did you retie your tie each morning before school? I had a set of pre-ties. The majority of my ties were just always tied, and you'd loosen them and tie them. You'd loosen them and put them or and tighten them. So you were a child. And but I had a few nice ties that I just didn't want to like the Get knot the permanent. Yeah, yeah, but the ones I didn't care about, I I kept in a knot. So you do it every morning? Yeah, I mean, it takes... It, I know, I've realized It's like tying it, your shoe. But it's also less time, just whoop. Yeah, I mean, maybe whoop. I did it with ah, but, I, you know, you just had your, like, these are kind of my garbage, you know, this has got a stain on it. You know what's even less time than that, TJ? Not having to wear a tie. Hello. I got a... I'm not going to lie, I kind of miss it. kind of miss dressing up. I don't. It's a real treat whenever <laughs> I get to dress up. Yeah, you can do it when you want. It's fun. You feel good about yourself. Yeah. 
You see this uh, picture of freshman TJ? I saw the freshman picture a lot of TJ. A lot of people commented on how good I looked. They couldn't believe that that was you? <laughs> they that they were saying just lucky that I there were no girls. Wait, high, high school, school freshman TJ? Yep. Oh, I've got to see that after the show. It's on yeah. it's on it's on my Instagram. Okay. There you go. Um one year, my, one year my high school yearbook didn't post my picture. Oh, that's tough. So it's like you didn't even exist, they even did, though you had perfect attendance. They did a double of somebody else, oh, and man. I just ended up not saying anything at all to anybody. I didn't say anything to anybody about it. I was like, because if I draw attention to this, that's going to make it more embarrassing. Oh, yeah, I was like, nobody's going to go. no, Because you don't ever go look for somebody else in a high school yearbook. You know, you no. go look for yourself, maybe one other person. Especially, you know, like it's you're not searching at a girl that you dated. So to me, know. it was just like, didn't make the yearbook this year. <laughs> See ya. Turned it right back. It was like 20 bucks, too. Picked me off. John here. Good game day morning, everybody. By gosh, I'm excited about this game tonight. I got the basketball cats by six and give me Mitchell as the MVP. Let's go, BBN. Got to go. Cat you later. Uh, I, I guess I disagree with you, John, because I'm taking the under on Mitchell points. TJ's taking the over on Mitchell threes. And Scoots, what was your pick again? Over 18 and a half points, rebounds, assists for Edwards. We don't have a ton of time to get in more analysis, and we want to read the text. But like, what does even Mitchell playing good defense against Dickinson look like? Making him shoot over him. Yeah, but Dickinson loves that, and he's seven two, and he can do it. Yeah, but it's 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 not getting easy things at the rim, and it's all right. He's got a hand in his face, and it's a twelve footer. Here's what I would here's what I would do: tell the guards to crash down on him from awkward angles where he's always out of the corner of his eye, worried about like adjusting and and foul the absolute crap out of him. From time to time, too, like where he's always in the back of his mind in the corner of his eye, wondering if an arm's going to come slashing down on the ball from him, and then what that will get him to do. And he's a smart player; he's a good passer; he's a really good player. He'll pass out to the open guy where the guy's crashing. Let's hope Kansas misses threes. <laughs> that's what, a lot of that's what it's going to come down to: who's hitting and making their shots. Game of basketball. That's the that's why you pay for the big bucks on Kentucky roll call seven to nine, nine to eleven. What is your all's favorite tonight? With Kentucky, I've seen a lot like the under. Trey Mitchell over half a three. Again, I know the juice isn't a lot, but then just bet more and win more then. He's going to hit one three, folks. Just Kansas. <laughs> Don't expect the Cats to win tonight, but we're going to get embarrassingly out-rebounded. We will be fine the rest of the season, but Adu is unfortunately not cutting it. We'll see. Let's see what Adu can can bring to the table. It's a big Adu moment, Let's see folks. what he can do. Let's see what he can do. And yeah, Cats are going to get... Crushed on the glass. Crushed. I'm more bothered that UK is not going to have a rim protector. I think that's going to hurt UK too. Because where are they going to put Hunter Dickinson? Probably, you know, they can pop him and he can shoot elbow jumpers. He can shoot threes too. I wouldn't be shocked if he made a three tonight. He can he can shoot from anywhere on the floor. But they may want to just have him near the basket for alley-oops and putbacks. And that way, keep Trey Mitchell with him. Who's protecting the rim at that point in any capacity for UK? Adu, but really nobody. So it's a tough, it's a tough game for Kentucky tonight. Well, I don't know if you all catch our drift. That like yeah. this is gonna be a tough one for UK. I'll only differ th- from you because I get more annoyed by uh, giving up uh, a r- offensive rebound bucket. Get, second chance points aggravate me because you force a bad shot and then they whereas like if you they beat you off the dribble and they go get a layup they go get a layup 
Yeah, I, but, I, I, but that's we're semantics here. We're just I'm I'm kind of with yeah. you on that. Kirby says at the end of the day we have to get some serious players at receiver and defensive back. We thought we did at receiver. Maybe we will as we add depth with Dana Barry on strong players to see across the SEC at receiver. We need dudes that can make plays and, that aren't there and don't fumble, drop passes in big moments consistently. Kirby, he, I mean they are guys you see across the SEC. We just thought they may be some of the best. They're probably not some of the best. Barry Barryon's had our bad year. A very underwhelming year. Rodane, it's it's and this isn't me trying to be like he's he's gonna have about the same year he has as a freshman. So that's more of the all right, he's he's a he's big, better than what we're used to, but he's big, still not one of the best in the SEC as we expected. Big, but Barion has just been not he hasn't he's done nothing for you this year. Huge years for both of them next year. Hopefully in Lexington. Thank you going to U of L. Many people are not saying. Kirby, also at the end of the day, Kansas can get all the way bleeped. Bleeped. Only two fan bases to walk up to me in random places and start talking trash are Kansas and Duke fans. Duke fans in Vegas while I'm playing three-card poker. Minding my business of Kansas fans at Walla watching Kid Cudi. Let's shock the world and have a John Wall we are back moment. Well, that's going to be for the Miami game. They were actually lucky to win yesterday against a really bad FIU game. So that, that'll that be the, the Miami game. So hold your horses Miami, on that. But, uh, uh, but that That's being, random, though. That being said, I've gotten into it with Kansas and Duke fans. Um some provoked, some unprovoked. So, We just aren't that good. We'll probably lose both of our final two games. Seems we'll have good years here and average ones like this year. Go Cats, Rock Chalk, Chicken Hawk. They, if UK loses its final two games, people are going to freak out. You'd like to start recruiting better, but you don't think it's fans' responsibility? Come on, TJ. Pony the hell up. Hashtag pony up. I think fans that can give, give. If you don't want to give, don't. don't yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll see where the chips fall. The low turnovers thing really interests me. Kentucky's offense was efficient the last two seasons due to how many offensive rebounds we got. Keeping turnovers extremely low is just another way to maximize possessions or maximize possessions that in a shot attempt is a more accurate way to say it. Yeah, always nice when you can get a shot attempt. Uh, Texter says, it's from our buddy Robert. Hey, Robert, it's not that we're losing to Bama and Georgia. It's the fact that we're just getting absolutely crushed. The gap shouldn't be that wide at this point since Stoops' UK career. And But they, Robert, to your credit, both of those games were surprising to us. Like the way the fashion, UK being down twenty-one to nothing, not taking its fifth or sixth offensive snap, that was shocking to us. Like so, at least we're being surprised by that. I know that's no consolation. Uh, two more texts that Scoots just neglected to send over. Yeah, I was done sending texts over. Mitchell two two plus threes is plus twenty two plus two twenty. Oh, that's so interesting. Does he have to hit three to win no, that bet, or two. With two, two two wins it? Two, two wins, wins it. it. Yeah. Oh, then do that. Again, I I don't feel as good about him hitting two. He will undoubtedly hit one. Okay. Uh, Texter says that was the joke. Pony up comment. A low moment for soups. Yeah, we got it. We, we get the it. joke. It was not. It Does wasn't funny. Nick know how to pronounce the name Adu. Adu. Uh, without further ado, <laughs> our picks for the Champions Classic tonight. Uh, Kentucky is going like I said earlier. Buffer zone game where they they dig an early hole, make a few runs. But ultimately, Kansas wins 83-72. to 83-72, 11-point win. I've got it less less high scoring than that. 70-62, Kansas. 70-62. Hunter Dickinson's MVP. That'd be way on the under. I've got 77-69, Kansas. I, I, I think it's just going to be a buffer zone game where Kentucky will make a couple runs where they'll cut it to like four and we get excited about it, but maybe just don't have an answer for Dickinson. And then there'll be other times where Kansas will go on a run. It'll be like a 12 or 13 point game. I think the sentiment tomorrow, though, is like 
we're not happy with a loss. We want to beat Kansas. Bill Self can suck it, but this Kentucky team's going to do some damage this year. Enjoy it, folks. Get some coffee. Take a nap. Do whatever you have to do to stay up. I'm pumped. And also, shout out to uh, acquaintance for committing to Kentucky. That's going to be a huge deal, by the way. That's a big-time commitment. We'll talk oh, about yeah. that tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big X Sports Radio. Everybody just have a good time